Welcome to the House of Lee NYC. Come on in, meet regular folks doing interesting things, and get tips for resourceful living. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. In today's episode, I have with me recurring guest and friend, Jeanette Cronk. Hello. <laughs> Jeanette, it's always so much fun. So Jeanette and I were talking about the importance of saying hello. Mm -hmm. And so that is what this episode is about. If you live in a place where saying hello can be awkward or... It can be really intimidating for some people. And sometimes you just don't feel like you want to. But it's important. It is. Listen on and you'll find out why. So Jeanette was really clever and awesome when she said, you know, this conversation should be an episode. And I said, really? Let me get set up. (laughs) (laughs) So give us a brief summary of where we were. We were in the middle of talking about saying hello. That was one of the first things that we were discussing. And it's interesting how you stop those little polite pleasantries, especially here in New York City, where we're actually passing people on foot. So when you see somebody that you recognize, uh, do you give them a nod? Do you say hello? And then how many times do you need to meet in order to make that happen? Because really, how hard is it to say hello? And apparently, it's quite difficult. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. So what about what is your philosophy on the matter? If somebody passes you and you recognize them does that warrant a hello or do you need to know their name what at what point in your relationship do you think warrants or constitutes getting a hello on the street you know that's a multifaceted answer and i wish it weren't but it is because for example Mm -hmm. i have a neighbor in Mm -hmm. my building and i live in a very small building so we all know who lives here right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know the guy in 3E and 4D and that kind of thing. And so the guy in 3F Mm -hmm. and his wife, the first day they moved in, were friendly and they were good at accepting all of my recommendations for where to go in the neighborhood because they were new. Mm -hmm. And then it's been three, four years. And whenever I see them on the sidewalk, they avert their eyes. It's really irritating. And then get this, they just had a baby. Mm -hmm. And the other night, you know, this is after years of playing the, oh, I don't see you on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They had the nerve to knock on my door (laughs) and say, oh, you have kids and hi, you know, we just had a baby and we were just wondering if you had any leads on a nanny. Mm. Uh, Once I looked through the people, I did bristle Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh, now they want something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to circle back to the whole hello, I saw the guy Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk this morning And he did the avert the eyes thing. So in that case, no, I didn't say hello. But maybe, maybe, just maybe the next time I'll just be like, hey, how you doing? (laughs) I, I, maybe you should. That's one of those questions that it's like, is it a, is it an ongoing, I'm not saying hello thing? Because there's weirdness and neither one wants to break the weirdness ice. And it just takes one person to be like, hey, how you doing? Or... 
or is it that they are actually being rude or standoffish? It's sometimes really hard to tell. I tend to err on the side of, hello, how are you today? But you're also from, excuse me, you're also from the South. And I think that folks, men, mostly women, are really good at being the grease that society needs to keep it going smoothly. You heard that here first, y'all. We're the grease that society needs. (laughs) Or the lubrication (laughs) or the oil. Oh, oh. Uh, As you know, I'm half Japanese, and so sometimes I'm Japanese, depending on the day. (laughs) And in this moment, I will share that in Japanese culture, Mm. they do say that the pleasantries and the niceties are the lubrication for society because there's so many people on that tiny island. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. And I just wish I were better at that. It's really interesting because I have to say, for me, once I've met you, and somebody or somebody's introduced and names have been exchanged, that's the point where I now feel obligated to say hello. But in a good way, though, because obligated, that's a heavy word, no? I see what you're saying. I don't mean it to be in a heavy way. But also, that's kind of my uh, measurement. That's my that's my stick, Your my barometer. measuring stick. My barometer, that's <laughs> yes. the word I was looking for. That's my barometer for now it is expected for us to to actually say something to each other because we have met each other in a formal way where we have exchanged our names. I'm no longer just a face you might have seen and recognized. Right. And also, I don't look like everybody else. I know that- No, you're gorgeous. Thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm a little fish for compliments on your podcast any day. Uh, but no, I'm, you know, I'm an unusual looking person. I don't, I'm not a typical look. So I know that you recognize me. I know it's not like, oh, <laughs> right, I didn't right. remember I'd met you before. Now, you know me person. Right, right. So, and I, and I, again, I understand people are busy and I think sometimes people think, oh no, we're going to have a long conversation. It's not about having a long conversation. It's just about being, uh, the saying to somebody, I acknowledge you and your presence and say hello like a simple even even if it's nonverbal and it's just one of those head nod toss-ups that that works too just to say hey i i see you there i recognize you hello and you're reminding me of a book that i'm reading the book is called the like switch Hmm. by jack schaefer phd with marvin carlin's phd and Hmm. in it he's talking about how to make friends and such Uh, he's an fbi agent Hmm. and the three things that he says which will indicate whether you're considered a friend versus a foe is a quick raising of the eyebrows a head tilt and a chin lift so in other words we're talking about saying hello on the sidewalk okay a quick acknowledgement like you said it doesn't have to be a long drawn-out thing it can just be a quick nod head tilt Mm. smile Chin lift like an acknowledgement. Yeah, totally. That's really interesting. We've talked about NLP before, and you know that I'm studying that, and that's neuro-linguistic programming. And one of the components in that is how to have and build rapport with people. Yes. That's a big component. And in a lot of healing modalities, it's a big component because you need to build a trust and you need to uh, obviously have a good relationship with anybody that you're going to be working with if you want to have good results 
in anything, really. Yes, and it, just a quick note, if you don't have rapport with someone you're supposed to be working closely with, one-on-one, <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, agreed, <laughs> totally. Uh, although doctors sometimes, I feel, are immune from that. That's a story for another day. It's <laughs> another episode. <laughs> In the rapport building, your body language is so important. Yes. And I think that definitely plays into what we're talking about here and just the simple how you hold your head if your eyes are up. And it's easy to misinterpret somebody, especially when we're looking at our phone or our technology. It's so easy to misinterpret them as thinking, oh, that person doesn't like me, that person is ignoring me, or that person, and you take it personally rather than acknowledge that maybe the person really is so far in their own world that they don't even realize you're there, which is why I always err on the side of saying hello. Because if I say hello to you and then you're still rank, yes, I know that's your problem. Exactly. You know, like I've done my due diligence. I've said hello. We don't have to be best friends. But if you continue that, then, then I can now cross you off my list. Exactly. And so what comes to mind for me is yesterday, you and I were in the playground. As you all know, I'm a mom. Mm, me too. And so I was doing bench duty, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, I always say I'm on bench duty and cardboard. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you've listened to prior my favorite episodes. episode, it really works, people. I'm telling you, <laughs> that would be episode one. You yeah. can go back to that. But I was on bench duty with Jeanette. And uh, before I approached the bench, there were a group of moms. And in that moment, I realized there was one individual who might think that I I was standoffish toward her. And in that moment, I realized I did not want to make her feel like an outsider Mm -hmm. or ignored. Mm -hmm. And so while I approached, you know, that that mom immediately looked down at her phone because I guess she assumed I wasn't going to acknowledge her. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel really sad because I know what that feeling is like. We all do. Mm-hmm. And I vowed I don't want to make other people feel that way when I approach a group. And so while I approached the group, I couldn't say hello directly to her because that would have been weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't, you know, how certain settings don't call for certain things. Right. But I did try to then circle back with her and include her in a couple of exchanges. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And you did. And you did. And I think that it, I have to give you kudos for being astute to that, because I think a lot of us Uh, You know, especially when you're surrounded by children, our brains are going into nine million different directions. Yes. And so I give you a lot of kudos for not only thinking about that as you approach the group and being conscientious of uh, her feelings and your feelings, but also to to try to naturally include her. And and this is a really tricky thing. and, And I'm glad we're talking about this because this is this this is where friendship and these issues can get sticky. So. When you become an adult, one of the great things is that you don't have to be friends with everybody like you do in school. That's right. But I think you should be cognizant of being civil and nice. Correct. And there's that. I think there's that difference. I think we get used to being like, well, I don't care for that person. So there. And I think we owe each other as human beings and sharing this planet, sharing this island, sharing this our little town. And it just we can chunk it down to sharing a building. You know, I think we owe it to each other to at least keep those 
as you said, social lubricants going because I don't have to be best friends with you. We don't have to go out to lunch. But if we're all talking to the same people, yes, I don't want to ice you out to make you feel lesser than. That's right. That's right. And while I'm not fond of that particular person, there's no excuse for making her feel excluded. Yeah. That's just not right. That's not what I, that's when I'm in a group of people, I want to share the love. Right. Even if it's just civil and polite. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think too, on the, on the flip side of that, when people are entering groups, um, especially this particular person that we might be talking about. <laughs> you know, there's one in every group. There's one. Come on. There's you're... always one. There's a couple where you're like, you see them coming and you're like, oh. Right. You know, and I wonder if that's a sign from the universe to say you've got an opportunity here to have an exchange. Will you accept it? And I have to say I'm human. And sometimes I'm like, you can't. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling it it in you. (laughs) I understand. And I think, too, and it's really it's it's an interesting phenomenon. And I'm going to share because I think that. I, ha- I know other people who have also felt like this. This particular person is constantly saying they don't have any friends. Oh. Constantly. And I know a lot of people who talk about how difficult it is to make friends as an adult and who are constantly saying they don't have any friends and they're really, really trying. But this person and other people as well, and you might recognize this in yourself if you yes. if you're listening to this episode sure. and, it, and it's uh, kind of ringing some bells for you take a little stock in how you behave in a group setting as well because here you are in a big group this is your opportunity yes. to possibly connect with somebody beyond and contribute and contribute and, and let your shining light shine through right and when you're in these group settings you know you're lucky if you can connect with one of the people in the group and maybe take it beyond where you actually do have a nice acquaintance and yes. and, and grow into a friendship right but you if you come into this group yes any group. and bombard people with an endless stream of complaints negativity an endless stream of how you don't make any friends and you're, mm-hmm. oh you're talking to a group of people this could be a friend group and now you're talking about how you don't have any friends <laughs> right you know, what are we, jab liver? Or just really overtaking the conversation. And I know this one particular person that we're talking about has, yes. a, has a habit of doing that. And that's one of the, the reasons why it's difficult to include her, especially in a group setting. And just to be clear, we are talking about the same person I was talking about in this group. And we all know that you have this person in your network, too. Mm -hmm. And maybe you are, as Jeanette said, maybe you are this person and don't realize it. Right. And which is why we're having this conversation. You know, and I I like this person. Um, This person is not somebody that I'm going to be best friends with. Right. Uh, and yet <laughs> I, I enjoy speaking with this person on a one-on-one basis sure because the one-on-one interaction with her is a lot easier than interacting with her in a group mm-hmm. because in a group there tends to be a monopolization on her part of whatever it is that we're talking about and i don't know if that's a desperation for wanting to be included i don't know where that comes from but it's it is against social cues Yes. And so I guess the tip or takeaway here is if you might be this person in your group who desperately wants to be part of the group or have friends and you're negative or maybe it's just you're insecure, the easiest way to to turn it around is to say, well, enough about me. How about you guys? What's going on? Absolutely. That's actually one of the one of the techniques in NLP. 
uh, especially when building rapport and especially when you notice a cue on somebody's face. Such as? Um, maybe you notice their eyes are shifting. Maybe you notice there's a, a you know a narrowing of their eyes or maybe you notice a brow furrow or something where you pick up and your body is telling you, hmm, there's a cue here. Yes. That's the perfect time. Rather than assuming, oh, brow furrow means they hate me. Right. Brow furrow means they're bored. It's possible that the brow furrow meant, did I take the chicken out to thaw in the freezer? <laughs> right. right, It might have nothing to do with you. And so instead of jumping to conclusions, that's the perfect time to say, hey, oh, I, you know, I've been going on and on. Tell me about that. And then it's even better if you can recall an actual detail yes. that they were talking to you about before. Hey, how did that thing work out? Right. Did you ever have that doctor's appointment? Right. Whatever it is. Or even if you just say, oh, hey, thank you for the other day for X, Y, Z. Whatever. But something, don't immediately assume it has anything to do with you at all. Exactly. But it's a definitely, you're noticing something. So don't discredit that either. Exactly. You know, give yourself your own instincts. But to say, hey, uh, check back in with that person. Exactly. I, and so to say hello... Wow, we've we circled around. We circled around for that. Yeah, <laughs> but I often. Uh... But that's where it starts. It starts with hello, and it is harder to meet people if you're, especially if you're not working in a traditional office setting. You know, and even if you are working in a traditional office setting, where do you meet people that's not your office? Right. Your marriage. Yeah. A bar. I don't know. It's hard. It is. Where do you meet regular people that you want to be friends with? You know, exactly. and people that are single who are dating. Dating is one beast. <laughs> but, you know, how do you meet friends you just want to just to hang out with? It can be anywhere. It can be the grocery store. It can be start by doing those simple acknowledgments where you say, hey, I'm noticing you. It all I starts smile, with... I eye lift, I, I nod my head. And who knows? It starts with a hello, like it you does. said. It really does. Hopefully, this is food for thought. Yeah. Say hello. And it doesn't have to be, as Jeanette said, long and drawn out as you're passing on the sidewalk. Uh, according to Jack Schaefer, all you need to do is either an eyebrow raise, yeah. a head tilt, or a chin lift. Yeah. Or a quick wave. Agreed. And, you know, I think, too, just to, just to add one more little nugget in there, if you tend to be a person who is on the shyer side or... Or not, if you're an extrovert, but have a reluctance to be the first to initiate, get in the habit of just saying things like, hey, I know we've passed each other on the street before, or hey, I know I've seen you at this grocery store before. Yes. I'm so-and-so. So-and-so. Right. And just get in the habit of introducing yourself because the other person might also be waiting for that. Right. Oh, that reminds me of an example the other day. I was in line at a coffee shop for coffee mm -hmm. and behind me was another mom and I knew that I'd met her on the playground and I knew she was nice. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, do I really want to say hello in this moment? Because in the morning, I'm just not at my best. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to acknowledge her in some way, but I didn't. It's like double dutch jump rope. You know, mm -hmm. where's my opening? When do I jump in? Right. And it was perfect because I used the line. Hey, I think we've met before. Have we met before? Mm -hmm. And because she was nice. 
Mm -hmm. She reciprocated. And then it went from there. And it was lovely. It was a lovely exchange. And I'm not saying that all responses will be as open and receptive from the other person, but at least you made the opening. And the, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Totally. Agreed. So does that mean, Jeanette, <laughs> that after we wrap up today's episode that we're going to be saying hello <laughs> today all day? I think it does. I think it does. You know, it's a good challenge yes. to challenge yourself to get, you know, break a little bit out of your comfort zone, but to start to get into that habit of being, of saying things like, you know, hey, I, I remember meeting you, you know, or something like, have right. I seen you before? Right. And then I forgive me I forgot your name my name is Jeanette yes you know and then they never nobody's ever feels really insulted I never feel insulted when somebody's like oh please remind me of your name I'm exactly. always like thank God because I also don't remember your name right I don't think there's a person who's offended no. and I usually say oh hey I'm Lee tell me your name again yes and it's perfect and it's 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 a millisecond and then if they react badly and if they are a lump on the uh, on the you know a lump <laughs> then at least you know you've had more of an exchange where you can actually uh, get a better read on the situation sure. rather than assuming they don't like you. Right. You can be like, oh, actually, I did try to say hello a couple times and this person <laughs> right. is not interested. Then great. Yes. You know, you can move on. Right. But, and, they, and those people going forward get an eyebrow. <laughs> or not right. even. Or, you know, not even. You know, right. some people, not everybody has exactly. to. Exactly. But there might be a person who's who is too shy to make the first move exactly. and it's easy to just be the person to be like hey exactly. I saw you at the picnic right that that kindergarten picnic great yeah and then the just the piggyback on that is get in and then get out yes you don't want to say hello and then linger and then they're like well I really have to go that is the kiss of that's a kiss of death <laughs> these are these are small interactions right. that could possibly lead up to exactly. something more leave them wanting more and I think there's an art to that and I think we neglect we neglect the importance of these tiny interactions that can equal bigger connections later down the road. Yes. But when you jump into a group setting or you jump into somebody who says hello to you in the morning and then you start unleashing all of your baggage on them, they're not going to say hello anymore. <laughs> right. You know, so... you read those social cues, be, you know, say hello and then move on. Right. So the ultimate points of this episode mm. are to say hello, yep. be inclusive. The hello doesn't have to be involved. Right. Know when to get out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Is it. Is that right? I agree. <laughs> so that's the challenge. Say hello. That's right. And let us know how it is. You can reach out to houseofleenyc.com. Love to hear how your hello went. So, Jeanette, is there anything else we need to add? No, I think you've covered it. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode, folks. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. Take care. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.